0: Welcome all, Steve Parisi here with IBC Global. Hope the day is off to a fantastic start and everyone's doing well. Today, we've got our friend and colleague, Denzel Rodriguez here. Denzel, how are you today? Doing well, my friend. It's a pleasure to
1: have you. Um, pleasure to be on your platform and to you know provide some value today. I'm excited about today's topic. So, uh, you know, I'm ready to dive right into it.
0: Let's have some fun. Hey, what's the temperature down there in Florida? Let me ask that first. Well, um, actually last night, (laughs) so it
1: was cold to us. It's like, it was like, (laughs) it was like in the high (laughs) fifties.
0: So, so I went for a run this morning and with the windshield, the temperature was negative two up here. I'm like, ugh. (laughs) Wow. I was not having fun, but, um. Oh man, but anyway, yeah, woke,
1: woke up yeah. this morning. It was it was in the mid fifties, sixties, and uh, okay. I think it's been floating around like that till till today around seventy. So okay, that's nice. pleasant, nice, wonderful. Well
0: I'm, well, I'm jealous. All right, let's let's talk about finance. All right, so uh, today you had a good topic that you wanted to go over, which is. Utilizing cash value life insurance, like we always talk about, but really for a business owner, and what are the differences between using it for a business and and as an individual? Pros, cons. What can we deduct? What can we not deduct? All of that good stuff. Correct. So, in in my
1: uh, situation, uh, twenty nineteen had a had a really good year, uh, over quarter million in revenue, and then in twenty twenty, I, I more than doubled. Uh, pretty much doubled my income, uh, just under half a million in revenue, and you know had you know my normal quarterly conversations with my CPA, and you know she brought up the whole idea like, look, you know you have a lot of profit, let's look at you know uh, opening up a C corp to you know send money, send the profits from my main business to another business C corp, and I was like, okay, that's cool. The other thing she mentioned was uh, life insurance where your business purchases the, uh, you know, pays for the premiums, you get a deduction, all this stuff. And I was like, hmm, let me bring it to Steve on that and get some insight. You know, as of right now, I currently have two personal uh, personally funded life insurance policies through IBC Global, right? One with Mass Mutual, one with Guardian. Um, both in their second year approaching the third year uh, in 2021 and so you know very curious in terms of like if you're a business owner like myself you're in you're in profit right you know a lot of profit and you want to say uh you know maximize on your deductions make sure you minimize on on tax um, and then you know operate a healthy business where you're uh, maximizing your profit so wanted to get your insight on you know what should a, a business owner like myself do or people that are watching when they get presented by the CPAs or their yeah. financial advisors on funding a policy through your business or what would be like maybe some pros some cons and mm-hmm. I guess what are the options that exist uh, right now with that
0: yeah yeah definitely no good question and it comes up so so often and You know just to kind of set the stage properly I'm not a CPA so you know any tax talk we give here is just you know (laughs) our experience and opinions none of it is legal tax advice always consult with a CPA or tax attorney. Um, But on your point you know typically as a business owner if you're interested in a cash value life insurance policy because it's an asset on the balance sheets at balance sheet perhaps you're using it as key man insurance maybe it's designed for executive retirement benefits maybe it's designed to use as a personal line of credit and grow your business just like you would do personally. Why so many people utilize cash value life insurance? Whatever the reason is the question that always comes up for business owners is Hey, I love the fact that the cash value can be accessed tax-free with a life insurance policy. Can I deduct my premium payments? And still use it tax-free. That is what it always comes down to. Can I deduct them? But then the, the back end question, or what we gotta make sure, what we need to make sure we make them aware of is if you deduct it, do you still have access to that money? So typically what happens is if you deduct your premium payments, I should say your total payments in the life insurance policy, there are ways you can do it. For example, with a C corporation you can deduct a portion of your payment typically it is the base premium component piece not the PUA which is where you and I are encouraging everyone to shovel their money to maximize the cash value but it is possible to deduct fully or partially the base premium piece with a C Corp and still have access to the cash values. So that's often where a C Corp is used, utilized or encouraged. But aside from that, even with that said, a lot of times people look at it like if you're looking to pay in say as a business $100,000 per year and your base premium is $10,000 that means $90,000 you're directing towards riders that accelerate the cash value growth. To be clear, that PUA component and the the attractive, the lucrative part of a life insurance policy to the, the business and you as an individual is typically not tax deductible if you want access to that cash value over the course of your life and the life of the business. Questions on that? There's more to it as far as ways you can deduct payments but any questions on that specifically with the C-Corp? Right. So I
1: send my profits to my C-Corp and then you know you know, hypothetically speaking here, if I was to do that, the business is purchasing a policy on me, correct? And right. then mm-hmm. uh, let's say I do with the hundred K we do a 90, 10 split, um, you know, with, in terms of the design with a whole life and you're saying the only the 10 K right is the deduction part. But in regards to the, the net cash value that I'm able to borrow out of that policy, that is, um, say, not as flexible or...
0: Yeah, so you'll have the same flexibility actually of accessing it if you set it up through a C Corp. I mean, the benefit to, to setting it up through a C Corp instead of you as an individual is like, like your CPA is, is encouraging you or saying hey you can do this is you will be able to deduct some of that premium. So you will capture a small tax tax deduction there. Um, now there's pros and cons to C corporation. I mean I'll let you know personally my entities we, we own a, a couple businesses um, they're S corporations, S corps and LLCs. You um, keep it like that. I do uh, but again a C Corp has its place too. So, and that's a conversation with you, what you're trying to accomplish with your CPA and other advisors and such. That's where an individual can make that personal decision. There's no one way is the only way forever. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, so, so when I when I
1: borrow from the cash value in that instance, you're saying that's not a a tax free event. Um. It,
0: with a C corp, it still potentially is. Still potentially is. What would ne- what would make it not? Yeah, that tax free event. That that's the big thing because most I would say of of your clients and ours, some own C corps, but most own S corps and LLCs because yeah they can be more flexible. So if you have an LLC, let's say that you do a lot of real estate investing with, and you say hey. I want to take out a policy on myself, but I want to fund the policy through my LLC and because it's an insurance policy I'd like to deduct the full payment. So utilizing the same example, let's say you Denzel own an LLC and you want to pay in $100,000 per year into a policy and we'll assume it's a 1090 split you're juicing it for cash value $10,000 base premium $90,000 PUA and you'll love it. Now when you ask the question hey because my business is paying for it and I'm booking it as a business expense can I deduct $100,000? The answer is no. Right. So we cannot do that. Well let me rephrase it's no if you want access to the cash value it is very possible to set up a cash value life insurance policy within a qualified plan or structured in a manner where you can deduct say the full $100,000. So there are what are called 412 and 419 plans that's one example they are qualified accounts which Which, uh, you can position life insurance and typically fixed annuities fixed insurance products with guarantees in there and let's assume you said okay I want to pay $100,000 into this policy I'm going to set it up under a 412 or 419 umbrella and then I can deduct the full $100,000. You can absolutely do that. So the advantage huge tax break up front. Disadvantage it's a qualified plan Money's locked up. You've got correct. So you've got very similar restrictions to what you would have with a 401k and IRA, money's locked up. If you want to access it, business owners want access to their money. I do. I don't like qualified plans because if there's an opportunity, like if we want to rehab our, our building or set up a, a high-end recording studio, I want access to capital so we can do that and move fast. Qualified plans have a place, but a lot of business owners Depending at their level and number of employees, don't always go for it.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I guess if you're like maybe not doing anything with your cash, you have no intention to move this. You have a big stockpile of cash, and maybe there's a place for that. But for maybe individuals like us that are very cash flow aware, we uh, we, we tend to like to just have liquidity in terms of revolving debt and also just straight up cash capital on hand to be able to put it back into our business, expand our operation, or like you said, jump into a real estate investment deal, go, baby, or, maybe, or maybe a venture capital, <laughs> or angel investor, silent investor, um, or maybe you just wanna help somebody grow and you wanna yeah. feed to their, into their business idea. So you're constantly being uh, liquid there. So, okay, so in that sense, my, my follow-up question was, is this something that you would practice yourself? And clearly that's not in your, um, you know, that, that's not in your portfolio, your, your goals, right? And, you know, in a way I was just, you know, very curious to yeah. it because it's like the, it's like what you'd say, the general advice that is given to a new business owner. I'm only two years in. Why am I trying to lock up my cash? Why am I being told this, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's general knowledge that we get. So for those business owners that are watching this and listening, you're a brand new business owner, maybe you're just getting started out. Is it really worth locking up your cash for, you know, maybe the first five years of your business? Um, And really that's the time where 90% of businesses fail in the first five years. So by having access to cash at all times, another COVID hits, right? We're in a pandemic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a recession like an 08, 07, right? Being liquid um, is what really helps people get through the tough times. Yeah. And then when, it, when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, you have cash.
0: That That's the key. And I mean, we can talk about this all day long because I, it gets me excited whether you're small or large and we've got you have so many examples but ones that that hit people and A they already knew about it or B they just kind of go oh check that out are companies like Amazon and Apple. So Apple right 2008 hits everyone's suffering the majority of people are suffering they're struggling regardless of your company size 2008-2009 right in the midst of a recession Apple has their best year ever. Yeah (laughs) Right and they do not sell cheap devices They don't How do they do that in the midst of a recession? They had cash, a lot of liquidity and they leaned into it when the competition had backed out That's what they did and it worked beautifully Covid hit everyone panicked with everything going on If you look at the digital ad spend what happened it just plummeted for a period of time It did And that's when I got in Yeah That's yeah. when I started going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we leaned into it as well and in that moment it is the scariest thing to do because for a period of time you don't see any results and there's a chance it might not work too. So it does take it's a risk by all means it's a risk um, but on the bigger scale Amazon they're cash rich to, to say the least what did they do when COVID hit? Look at their stock. You know, yeah, just skyrocketed and they continuously hire more people. Now they needed to fill the demand but they could have easily went on defense and had that same mentality hey, play defense but they said let's lean into it. So if you've got money locked up in a qualified plan as a, a small business owner whether you're you're doing a, a few hundred thousand dollars per year or even 7-8 figures per year I mean that that's still small to, to a degree depending on how much cash goes out the door to satisfy your employees overhead and everything else that comes with it that <laughs> you're like where's the money go at the end of the day? Um, but keeping liquidity is, is very important in my opinion as a business owner because it's something you're in control of to continue to move forward. Got it. So
1: with that being said since you're not practicing um, using your business to pay for your uh, uh, policies through right. a you know, for for business or key man, mm-hmm. what you do is you personally fund your your policies. You're not mm-hmm. getting a deduction on that, but in in your case, you're you're able to now you know pull money from your personally funded yeah. policies. Do you feed it back into your business in a unique way, or do you just use it for personal? I wanted yeah. to kind of get Good. some insight as yeah. I continue to, as I continue to build my two policies and. And start sure. really getting access to cash. I know I've done I, I haven't done too much in terms of putting the money back into my business. Actually, what I've been doing is the the salary that I pay myself from my business funds the policies, and then I borrow out of the policies and basically live off of them um, on the personal side. And then I'll personally buy gold, or I'll personally buy silver, or I personally buy maybe different uh hard assets and cryptos and you know little things here and there nothing too crazy yeah um but just simply exploring and then the other thing is just i try to pump it back into my into my business to keep growing so i want to yeah. get your insight on
0: definitely no that good, movement. Good, yeah, yeah absolutely i mean everyone does it a, a bit differently because there's so many ways to do it i mean i am all about the convenience with with simple transactions meaning don't get sometimes you've got to put work into it you can't have every everything in life convenient but with funding a policy like the tax structure and such what I do personally is my s corp pays the premium but it's not a write off so what happens is as it funds the policy i own uh, this s corp 100% so as i pay that premium with any amount whether it's a premium or pua payment it would function like an executive bonus plan where that is actually booked the CPA looks at it and says okay we're going to book this as income to you so even though you didn't take money out and put it in your own pocket Steve this will still count as taxable income to you as the business owner. Which I kind of view it and say okay I mean if there's a profit that's going to pass through I'm going to have to pay tax on it anyway. So I do it in that manner because I do leave Cash in the business account rather than I, I don't take much out personally because I like leaving it in there. So same thing. I, yeah. If we've got a, a an excess on top of the excess and I can fund it with more where I'm still very liquid for opportunities, I'll do that and, and fund it with the S Corp. But from a taxation standpoint, there's no deduction or anything like that there. I wish there was, um, but I want the liquidity. <laughs> Got it, and you're okay with that because
1: I'm sure there's other strategies that you're doing to yeah. reduce mm-hmm. your your tax liability. Correct. Um, yeah. Do you do you have a a unique process in terms of when you take out a loan out of your personal policy, mm-hmm. you because that goes it lands in your personal checking account. Correct. When you when you C- take money out. Correct. Correct. It does. How do you, do you ever move that money back into your business and use it for business and then get the deduction on certain things or you just keep it? Uh,
0: personally? Yeah, no, I mean, if I'm going to use it for a business expense, I mean, I'll move it into the corporate account and then make those purchases there. Um, because obviously you've got a tax deduction. If I'm going to invest in a hundred thousand you know, coaching plan or or hire a consultant for 12 months or something like that, um, which is a tax deduction. But what I'll do with that is just try and keep everything, the paper trail, very, very clean. Have it go directly in the the company account for my personal policy, if possible, and then disclose everything to the CPA. So I don't have to think about it or worry about it. I want to understand it. But at the same time, like, hey, here's the information and then make it easy so I can remain focused on the most profitable areas, the business. Got it. So when you
1: just so you just said mm-hmm. send money from the policy to the corporation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How exactly do you yep. uh, yeah. log that, so to speak? Is that is that something you tell the insurance company to send it to that specific,
0: you know, yeah. routing yeah. or yes. So you you could do that. So as a policyholder right so if you're considering getting a policy or if you or I do it what you could do when you take that policy loan out if it's through your online portal or if you worked with our office directly you can specify the bank account you want the fund sent to. Now what I'll add is if the account is something an account number that the insurance company has not seen seen before they'll question it and ask for proof. They'll say, hey, we'd like to see some proof that this is actually your bank and you're not doing money laundering or anything like that. We want some legitimacy here. Um, so you will have that to say, hey, I never used this bank. Here's my bank account. It's under my company name but here I'm the president, I own it you know, 100% and they say, okay, no problem, here you go. So they want to make sure things are clean in that respect. Um, but you could very, very much so have it sent to another account in your name personally, a business you own and the company will do it. You may just need to provide verification you own it and then the next step I'll take is making sure that that's documented or I just make a note to say, hey, CPA, this is what this transaction is because we've got you know, we've got bookkeepers that provide a monthly P&L. So as they see money moving, if something's out of line, they question it and say, hey, what is this? Which I like that way in case I forget someone's taking that extra proactive step. Got it, got it. Because, you know, I, me, I'm always doing research on
1: YouTube and looking at other, you know, insurance agents speak of like more complicated ways of <laughs> kind of feeding money back into the business. This all sounds great, but from a practical standpoint, I'm like, is there a simpler way, right? So, the, the, the way that I've seen so far is they'll have their uh, personal policy, they borrow it out, lands in, the, in their personal checking, and then they write a loan from themselves to their business. Yeah. And then somehow, you know, remove all tax or something mm-hmm. like that. And then they only pay tax on the, on yeah. the interest that was charged. I think that's a, a legitimate uh, thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um it's just um i'm wondering like
0: is it worth all that uh work so to speak yeah that's worth the thing to do all that yeah and you you kind of hit on a point there too i mean if if i can save x amount of dollars in taxes legitimate, like legally legitimately by executing a few strategies i'm down for it um so how i would would process that more or less is to say okay what is the specific process here? What type of specialists or people do you need in-house you know from an accountant or CPA who do you need to align with to make sure they can do it from a, a tax preparation standpoint and then create it so it is so convenient for the business owner that it's not going to cause them a headache because what I, what I hate is having to to stop what i'm doing look over paperwork i don't understand sign off on it then sign off at 18 more times kind of like like closing on a home or a mortgage or something like that you ever do that no but i mean i've i've signed
1: on a car and i just see the amount of signatures just for a car (laughs) Car i can only imagine
0: what a home is like i mean it's a home A refi. I mean, the amount of times you got to provide documentation. Some banks are easier than others, but it it's a process and it's time consuming, um, and, and that's the big thing. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, just show me what I need to sign. Um, but if I don't understand it and I'm working with someone I don't know or trust, then I'm going to take the time analyze it very thoroughly because that that's my personality, um, and that's that's time. So to flip that situation if someone says okay there's a way you can deduct it I'm like all right let's let's look at that if that's what you want to accomplish let's see exactly what you're trying to do how we accomplish it and then all of the complex items in the back, back end how much paperwork needs to be completed do that for them as much as you possibly can this way it's very easy and then don't get frustrated saying I got to stop what I'm doing again. That's that's what I think should be done for business owners everyone really but a business owner views it. Hey, I got too much going on Like I got to focus on the company Otherwise, I'm gonna fall behind one day which sets me back a month in reality <laughs> because I'm going nonstop. cool. Well, that's, that's pretty much uh, that was my
1: main focus is just getting some clarity Yeah on that specifically as a you know young business owner entering, you know my third year yeah. Uh, into business and, you know, hitting, you know, large profits. And then obviously That's the conversation of, of tax inevitably comes up and, you know, just looking at what's the most effective thing for me to do that will continue to help me expand the business without locking up too much cash to try and save 40 cents on the dollar. Correct. You know, like like I want to either save the full dollar or put that dollar to work and make three more dollars yes. with it. Rather than try to save 40 cents
0: on yeah. the dollar.
1: And then that dollar is now locked up till I'm till 59. And it's just not a yeah. reasonable thing for me to um, you know operate in. And again, I think this type of information is untraditional because, like I said, I'm being fed traditional, you know, consistent information from you would think, you know, credible, you know, CPAs, attorneys, and financial advisors that are, are promoting these things. But then you start stepping into creative finance and, you know, uh, unique ways of 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 cash flow production, being cash flow aware of your your, your business operations and so it's That's just right. really interesting to see those two different dynamics you know it's not to say one is right or wrong it's just which is the most effective for Denzel which is the most effective for Steve and yeah. what's the most effective thing for the people watching that are also um, business owners or aspiring to be entrepreneurs business owners
0: absolutely the the one other item to mention that that fits in to exactly what we're talk, what we're talking about is as you grow and have employees and then valuable employees key key, man, key men key members executives is what a lot of companies do and you can do this regardless of the structure there's different ways to do it is retention strategy say I call it a um what is the formal name is a serp supplemental executive retirement plan non qualified deferred comp what it is is if you own a policy if you own a company and you have several employees it is a strategy to retain your top talent key employees and then also reward them on the back end and it's done with cash value life insurance <laughs> so how it works you kind of go through an exercise i think a lot of people will find this interesting a lot of companies do this and this is my my background where I learned about the actual cash value life insurance and how to optimize the cash value um, is let's pretend that I own a company and you Denzel are one of my executives we'll call you the um, VBO Velocity Banking Officer. <laughs> Gotta have fun. Love it. love it, love it. So I say to you okay Denzel I'm going to take this life insurance policy out on you the company is going to own it. So the company takes a policy out on you let's say it is a $5,000,000 death benefit and the company is going to pay the premium so you don't have to pay anything. The company owns and controls the, the policy so the cash value is an asset on the company's balance sheet. The company is the beneficiary so if you die, I as the company receive that five million dollar death benefit. So at this point, as I'm telling you this, what questions do you have? <laughs> uh, how does this benefit me? Correct. Correct. Yeah, other well, than hey, yeah. <laughs> other than yeah, other than if you die, I get five million bucks, right? <laughs> right. So here's the benefit. So for the company. So if you're a business owner looking to this looking at this you've got cash value as an asset on your balance sheet as you fund that policy Denzel's the insured and you also have a, a form of key man insurance. If he dies 5000000 bucks comes back to you. Now for Denzel what I'm going to say to you is if you stay with me for the determined vesting period let's say it's until retirement you've got to stay with me until age 65. And it could be 10 years, 20 years, could be performance-based companies do things all differently. But we'll pretend for this example, you've got to stay with me until age 65. If you do that, I'm going to pay you a retirement benefit almost like a a private pension of $200,000 a year from 65 until you decease. The thing is you've got to stay with me until age 65. If you don't stay with me you don't get that benefit. So it creates what we call golden handcuffs for companies to lock in their top talent and it makes it very hard for a talented employee if you go off and say okay I'm going to st- start my own company you leave you walk away from $200,000 per year or whatever the amount is depends how much we fund the policy you walk away from it. So that that's hard to do for a lot of people. Right. i mean especially you know not everybody wants to be yeah
1: the ceo not everybody wants to be the number one everything's on you responsibility so there's some great number two number three number four number five type people and companies and it's Mm -hmm. like that that would be you know great and then maybe even there's a maybe there's ownership if they kept you know staying with the company for 30 years You, Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure there would be some more opportunities that would uh you know, eventually uh, open up and maybe even the opportunity to overtake that company, especially if I'm the youngling in a company where there's, you know, older individuals, they got to recycle, move, arrange. So those are some interesting things to uh, really, really, really consider.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to kind of polish off how the the plan works, because a lot of companies are interested in this. If you produce the company a million bucks per year and you say, hey, I don't want to lose him, Here's a way that, that locks you in per se and you feel good about it because you, you get a long-term benefit in addition to just pay bonuses and such over time. But from at age 65 until death we're going to pay you $200,000 per year or whatever the amount is. When you die let's assume it's age 90 these plans will always construct them in a manner where a death benefit is remaining in order to recover the premiums paid and some will typically account for inflation Point being a death benefit flows back to the company now Income tax-free refills the bucket <laughs> So we recapture everything we paid out Companies wow. Yeah, so when you hear of these you know big corporations Banks do this with Bowley, which is a little bit different but it it has some similarities This is, this is what they do uh, So you've got that The benefit of locking in your top talent which drives revenue as the company I say okay Denzel he's how old are you? 25 now 25 all right I was going to guess that so you're with me for another 40 years so as I build that cash value up that's an asset my balance sheet I own it I can do whatever I want with it. I can leverage it. I've got to make sure I've got the money to to fulfill that promise I made you but I can use it to expand the business over time as well so I'm not just locking it up forever. I can't deduct it. However on the back end when I do pay you that $200,000 per year I as the company pull it from the cash value that's not a taxable transaction when I pay you $200,000 I still book that as compensation expense which does give me a deduction on the back end. Mm. Mm-hmm. so i'll stop there i get very excited when i talk about this stuff so <laughs> yeah no it's, it's like wow it's mind-blowing just um oh, you know it's, incredible. There,
1: there, it's a win-win for both um yeah. just depending on the type of person um you know like if i'm coming into it if i don't have a desire to you know go off and start my own thing and i want to yeah. kind of stick with a company and really grow it you know from the from the ground up yeah and there's so many other benefits to that now uh just to close out that promise it's not just a verbal agreement right there's also writing and and like a contract to a hundred, you know, obviously pr- protect the employee from not just you know hundred, going into something like that
0: 100 percent. yeah it's typically uh, there's typically a trust involved you've got attorneys or a firm that specializes in this that that drafts the agreements i mean these are are formal documents that are prepared Uh, But I mean yeah there's a lot more to it. I I mean a question people have is like hey what if someone says I'm leaving anyway? Like what if you say "Ah, who cares about 200 grand Steve? I can make 2 million on my own per year. So you go off and start your own thing. Right. (laughs) Now now, let's say you do that at 30 we've got this policy we funded for 5 years say it's 10 years on you. People ask like well what happens? I can keep the policy on Denzel when he dies the death benefit comes back. But typically what's done a lot of professional sports clubs do this when they trade players and people retire early I can take that 5 or 10 year old policy on you transfer it to your replacement or another executive Oh wow! and it's still 10 years old they have to go through underwriting but I'm not starting a new policy so there's no new commission no negative hit you're picking up at the 10 year mark oh yeah ball clubs do it all the time so <laughs> now, just keep everything going. Yeah, you're past. Yeah. the insurance
1: costs in the beginning years. You Correct. Know? You yeah. blow
0: past all that. Correct. So there's creative. I'll call it tricks. It's just knowledge. The more you know, the more you can do. That's the thing. Is instead of having to start a new policy, cash it out. Like don't don't go through all that. There's easier ways to do it. Wow, that's awesome. That's some good
1: intel. Good intel, uh, in right. the. Velocity banking, infinite banking. World. <laughs> I love, it. I love it.
0: Right on, man. No, I, I love this. I know it's been a little bit since we we last connected, just with ten million things going on. I think for both of us, but yeah, this was fun. Good, good topic you had in mind. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's it for me.
1: Uh, mm. Not sure if you had anything else you wanted to share.
0: Um, no, no, that, that's good. Otherwise, I'll I'll keep going a mile a minute, and I won't stop. We can we can stop here. <laughs>
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Again, hope this information is really valuable to those that are watching at home, at the office, in the car, right on the way to work, and you're you're obtaining information on the velocity banking side, the infinite banking side, and just merging it all together, and then you know implementing on the business side for for business owners trying to you know make sense of this uh, and and incorporate it to your finances. So. Yeah, you've heard, you've heard it from the best,
0: Steve Freese himself, and Denzel, man, <laughs> and Denzel, Denzel Washington. Everyone always says, "I talked to Denzel Washington." I'm like, "You mean uh, Rodriguez?" They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I'm like, "Yeah, we can call him Denzel Washington." I'm sure he doesn't mind. <laughs> Don't mind at all. My goal, to my goal is to meet him in person. Very nice. You
1: know, nice. there was an event scheduled last year in 2020. I was supposed to meet him in person, but uh-huh. I, COVID canceled it yeah you know this year they're redoing it but it's going to be virtual so i don't get to i want to shake that dude's hand say thank you your name is definitely you know uh it it starts conversation for sure it does yeah and it's just one of those things um great guy great person to you know listen to and follow his love his attitude and direction
0: yeah no likewise i've listened to a couple of speeches he's given i've liked them a lot um but yeah, thanks so much for your time if, if anyone wants to get in touch with either of us um, or both of us links below reach out anytime um, We work together on almost everything. So you talk to one of us you talk to both of us in, in a way But um appreciate your time as always and until next time Thanks Denzel